Hey guys, welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. And I'm Taylor. This week we'll be discussing two movies that are on streaming slash also in theaters. It's a choose your own adventure situation. Um, In the Heights, which is streaming on HBO Max, and Cruella, which is streaming on Disney Plus if you pay extra. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I think as far as I know, you you still have to pay extra. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to discuss those two films with Jordan. But first, we have TV news. Jordan, what do you have for us this week? Well, speaking of Disney Plus, I I read that Disney Plus um is going to do a Beauty and the Beast prequel series about LeFou and Gaston and um <laughs> and Josh Gad and Luke Evans are going to be playing them again like they did in the live action Beauty and the Beast. And um that just really surprised me. I that is a weird idea. <laughs> I didn't even know there was, like, a want or a need for that. Yeah, exactly. I just, it's so funny. I'm like, I'm sure they want to do a series that is not Star Wars or Marvel because they have a lot of those. But, like, that's the one you're going to do? Very interesting. Yeah, I agree. I was very surprised to see that. Something I'm excited about is Z-Way is going to be developing a comedy series for Amazon called The Nigerian Princess. And it follows Zoe. uh, This is what this Variety article says. Um, The project follows Zoe, a wise beyond her years, 20-something who, debilitated by student debt, partners with a known grifter in a desperate bid to achieve the American dream. The two prep school grads make an unlikely alliance, all while secretly plotting to scam each other. Sounds great. It really does. And I binged all of Z-Way's episodes on her show for Showtime, and I loved all of them so much, so I am very excited about this. She is such a visionary. and Truly. um, It's also fun because I only really know her as, like, playing herself and like um interviewing people and like creating those kind of sketches and stuff not like writing fiction Mm -hmm. and um I just feel like she's gonna be amazing at that yeah she's just very talented and seems to be like one of those like triple threats who actually has even more than three really great talents you know totally like everything she touches turns to gold exactly I feel like I'm getting, like, um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge vibes. Totally. Especially, Great comparison. Thank you. And, I mean, partially the Amazon thing now, too. Which is fun, because then more people will see this, too. Exactly. I hope so. That's probably the best news of the week, for sure. I agree. If we were to choose one, that's the best. (laughs) (laughs) Um... My next piece of news is that um, Chris Lowell got cast opposite Hilary Duff in the How I Met Your Father show that Hulu is doing. 
um chris lowell uh love him in glow and veronica mars and love to hate him a lot in promising young woman and so now that we've seen all these many sides of him i'm intrigued but i i still have kind of weird feelings about the new show but um that definitely made me more excited yeah that's exciting i like him and i'm excited to see him and hillary together i think that's a fun pairing yeah i can really see that and it's also interesting because like that doesn't mean that he's the father in the title because that's kind of how it was with the original show it was like this whole cast of friends and like the whole mystery was who's the mother going to be and stuff Mm -hmm. so who knows not me that's for sure (laughs) something i think we haven't discussed on here before and that's new is uh netflix has ordered a series by uh from mindy kaling and elaine coe and Jeannie Buss um and it's about the Lakers and like the women who like run the Lakers empire which I think is very fun and I don't know if it's because I've just been more into basketball recently (laughs) with the playoffs going on or what but like it sounds very fun and interesting it's interesting too because um I think that Especially after watching Ted Lasso, it's like any sports franchise is like definitely an intriguing um, idea for a show, just because there's so many things, you, so many directions you can go with that. But like specifically mm-hmm. the Lakers, because there's also that other Lakers show that um, is coming out with like Bo Burnham. In yeah, it. And, and it's like, like from the like eighties. Yeah, it's like Lakers it's like team. Yeah, the past. So it's I'm like, wow, the Lakers are they're like the business side of the Lakers is like having such an, a moment with all these like extremely good sounding shows coming out. Hmm. Yeah, I just barely learned about that in the last week, so I'm excited. Plus, Mindy, busy lady, another person who everything she touches turns to gold. Seriously. Who I've learned to really trust with my life, with her stuff, you know? Yeah, same. Wow. Yeah, that's very exciting. Um, This is a show that I didn't, I haven't watched season one yet, but I've heard very good things. They announced that season two of Central Park, an animated series on Apple TV Plus, is going to drop on June 25th, which is just in a few days. But, um... Apple TV Plus is another, like, speaking of trusting with my life, I've basically thought everything that's been on there has been extremely good. And I've yeah, heard really good things about Central Park specifically, so I need to catch up. I heard season one was very cute and funny. Good to know. I don't think I've heard anything about that show, but now I have. Yeah, now you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I can I never like say that again. <laughs> I... <laughs> I feel like I um I'm like your um personal reporter for like cartoon news. <laughs> you really are though. It's great. My last piece of news is that I saw that um Peter Jackson's documentary on the Beatles uh called The Beatles Get Back is going to premiere on Disney Plus. Apparently it was originally planning 
to be released in theaters in August, and now it's going to have its premiere on Disney Plus over Thanksgiving. Interesting. Yes, and it's that's- a it's a three episode uh, docu series. Oh, so they also it was going to be in theaters, but now it's not. So now they're turning into a series instead of a movie. Yeah, which I'm confused as to how that would have a theatrical release because now I'm actually reading the article and um it says it's three episodes each around two hours in length so what what (laughs) um yeah very interesting it sounds like that's the right move (laughs) um (laughs) but um yeah that sounds great i like all those words i like the beatles and i like peter jackson and i like and docuseries i like watching a docuseries at home especially if it's long so yeah that's funny. Yeah. Very. I love to learn while I'm talking about something. <laughs> it's something we do a lot. It's really exciting. Well, I feel like that leads us perfectly into our top three discussion. It really um, does. Wow, look at that. Yeah, good job. Thank you. Um, so for our top three this week, we are ranking our f- original streaming movies that we wish we could have seen in theaters because it truly does change the experience mm-hmm. um jordan what's one of yours uh my number three i picked the five bloods um Ooh, that's a Netflix. great answer i feel like i st- i still thought that movie was extremely good and extremely snubbed at the oscars but i feel like it's the kind of movie that like while it still built a lot of tension while I was watching it at home, I think that if I were in a theater, not being able to be distracted by anything else, including my phone or whatever. And I, I watched it in like the middle of, I just remember it being like a bright day. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> if I were like contained in a theater and watching everything on a huge screen, like there's some scenes like the uh, landmine scene that would have been like terrifying in the theater. And I just think it would have been more effective and maybe would have done better award season, perhaps. I totally agree. I think that's a great answer. And um, I didn't even think about that one. But yeah, I think that one would have been much better in theaters. A lot of the things you said are kind of the determining factors I used to rank my top three mm-hmm. as well. Okay. Um, my number three is, I'm going to go with Marriage Story. Mm, Good one. I think I would have liked it more had I seen it in theaters. I can't make any promises, but I think I would have. Yeah, there's just something about... Even with, like, very um, A-list actors that are not TV actors, mm-hmm. it's, like, there's still just something about watching it on the on your TV that just, like, numbs a bit of the experience, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Marriage Story is what... I was, like, looking at lists of, like, some of the most popular streaming original movies, and I, like... Because that was pre-pandemic. That wasn't... Like, was that ever in theaters at all? I don't think so, which was something that I was struggling to figure out. 
when I was ranking these is like, because some were in both. Yes, like the Irishman. The movies we're discussing, but I was I was trying to compare it to like the Irishman because they were both Netflix, like really buzzy Netflix movies. And I know that you could either go to the theater and watch the Irishman or you could watch it on Netflix. And I really couldn't remember. Mm -hmm. I just it's hard to remember pre pandemic anything. (laughs) And so I was like, seriously, I don't remember if like they had to do it on Netflix because of but I was like, no, that was like before COVID anyway. So, yeah, that's a very good answer. And I. Yeah, I feel like I wonder if I would be more emotionally affected by that movie. I mean, it was still emotional, but there were I don't know. Yeah very interesting to think about i know alternate universe (laughs) the next one i thought of i thought of um soul yeah i thought about that one too um i like i loved i loved it at home and i think uh i don't know i think for me it's just that like what are the movies that i i would want to maybe um focus even more on while I'm watching them and like not have the option of like pausing it and kind of just like being forced to experience it all at once mm-hmm. and it just would I feel like it would have been even more immersive in the theater. well and it's like so beautiful and like all the tiny little details would be mm-hmm. so it would be very fun to see it blown up on a big screen 100% to I was appreciated yeah. even more yeah because like the whole movie is like about appreciating the world and appreciating all these little things in life and seeing it on the big screen i yeah you're exactly right and i have not watched luca yet um but i am it's like luca and soul it just really confuses me that that's what they're choosing to do with the pixar movies specifically to only release Mm -hmm. them on disney plus um when like pixar movies always look the most beautiful so I just, I don't know. I would have liked and to I see feel like get the most hype in theaters. Yeah, and make so much money. Yeah. So yeah, I haven't heard. I haven't yet heard an explanation that like makes makes that make sense to me. But so if it makes We're sense, to you, tell me. <laughs> I'd love to hear it. Um, my number two is Sound of Metal. From Amazon. It's one that I wonder... All of... A lot of my... uh, I guess not that one. Actually, only that... This one's the only one on my top three. um, That was, like, affected by COVID times. But, like... So, I'm... But I'm not totally sure. Like, was the plan always to put it straight on streaming? Or were they going to... uh, Have it premiere in theaters? I'm not totally sure. But I really think that movie would be I think we discussed this while we talked about the movie but I think it would be great in theaters. Yeah, I completely agree that one's my number 1. Oh, wow. So yeah, couldn't agree more and yeah, we definitely talked about this when we had an episode about the movie. And it's mm-hmm. like yeah, I don't have like a surround sound setup in my living room. And so it's like and even then hearing the sounds shift as he loses his hearing or as it shifts to this perspective of a hearing character instead of his, like that was extremely affecting watching that. Like 
and hearing it. And in the theater, it would have just like been mind blowing. Yeah, I totally agree. Maybe well, we'll now, have to rent out a theater and. I know. I would all it. of these. That would be um, yeah. It, that would be very funny, like kind of a, a film festival, but like all the streaming original movies. <laughs> um, well, now I'm ex- I cannot wait to hear your number one. You know, my number one is Roma from Netflix. Mm-hmm. I know that it that one for sure was in theaters. Um, but why would anyone go see a movie in a theater? I mean, granted, I probably would. But, like, I think it was running for a really, really short amount of time, like a week only, mm-hmm. especially here in, in Utah. Um, but it's just really hard to con- convince anyone to spend money at, to go to see a movie at a theater when they already spend money on that streaming service and can watch it technically for free in their own home. Totally. Like, so, it's, it's hard to argue with the convenience. Yeah. But that movie is just so breathtakingly beautiful and powerful that I think had I and I loved it so much that had I seen it in a theater, I think it it would be even more impactful. Totally. It's interesting, too, because it's like some of these you don't know that you should or I think maybe all of these you don't know you should have seen in a theater until you watch it streaming. And then you're like, well, now if I go see it like. I'll still love it, but it won't be the first experience. So it's just kind of a catch. Yeah, that's a great point. Like these movies, it's like I enjoyed watching them at home, but I think now having watched them, it's like, dang it. I really wish I could have seen that in the theater. Mm -hmm. Totally. Um, Did you have any bonuses? Um, My two bonuses were Pieces of a Woman um same things that I kind of already discussed and Palm Springs I think Palm Springs would have been a really fun watch in theaters with yes. a group of people I was thinking about Palm Springs too and I was like I think I liked it so much I mean it would have been really fun especially if you don't know kind of the reveal of the plot um that would be really fun to learn like with the rest of the audience but there was something too like introspective that I kind of liked watching it like alone too. So I was like, I don't know. That's such an interesting two pretty different experiences potentially, you know, but I think that's probably like in the top five of all streaming original movies. Like that's in the top five of the best ones. So like yeah, it should be experienced in a theater. You're right. Did you have Um, any bonuses? I did. I also had two. I said Enola Holmes. And um, oh, yeah, I think think that would do well in theaters. Yeah, like it was like okay watching it on Netflix, but I feel like it was pretty fun. And I think part of the reasons if I uh, wasn't, if I was like maybe got a little bored, a lot of it is because I was like doing something else and I was on my phone. I'm like, that if I were watching it in the theater and like had to pay attention to every part of the plot, I probably would have. thought it was even better like I thought it was like pretty good but I feel like in the theater I probably would have been like wow that was fun you know and then the Mm -hmm. other one I thought about was I'm thinking of ending things um like would maybe I have put things together quicker if I were in the theater it's on a gigantic screen and I'm like forced to watch and like maybe not get so confused and lost it would just it almost Mm -hmm. like would be an experiment like 
would I be a smarter movie goer if I was like in the theater and trying to figure out this super weird puzzle plot, you know? Yeah, that's a great that's a great one too because probably which like all these things it's like is this only on us then because our attention <laughs> spans are so short that we can't pay attention to a streaming movie without being on our phones? I know. I was I it's, it's not us, right? Right as you were saying that, I was like, yeah, I guess it's like human error. <laughs> <laughs> I can't not be on my phone or playing on my switch or something else like my hands have to be doing something um so it's just why movie theaters are so great exactly that's like did you hear i guess this is also tv news did you hear about steven spielberg today i did he got like a deal with netflix i only Mm -hmm. barely saw it so i didn't feel confident enough to bring it up I know. Well, I forgot. It was so soon that I forgot to even bookmark it, but I just pulled up. So Netflix film, they tweeted today. They said, Steven Spielberg's Amblin partner. So it's like his company is teaming up with Netflix, thrilled to announce that the legendary filmmakers company will produce multiple new films for Netflix each year. And I can't remember if. um... Oh, yeah. Someone. Okay, A lot of snarky people are in the replies saying that Steven's so in 2019 there's this headline that Steven Spielberg will reportedly propose a rule change deeming Netflix films ineligible at the Oscars (laughs) so it's interesting that like two years later he's like well actually like can't fight it you know um Mm -hmm. but yeah it's kind of like beat him join him yeah seriously exactly so it's just like this whole it's so interesting that like we love movies so much and yet like to actually feel like it's an immersive experience like I need to be in a theater. It just really helps. It's so interesting. The whole environment, the lead up, everything. And it's different. It's so interesting too because Compared to, like, a really good TV series, like, let's say Mayor of Easttown, like, what does a TV show do differently that I know I have to pay attention in the episode or else I'll miss something? But, like, mm-hmm. in a movie, I'm like, oh, I'm sure I'll figure it out by the end. You know, like, it's so... Mm-hmm. The psychology of it is really interesting. What is the missing... Like, what's the X factor that the a TV series has? Is it because it's like a shorter episode that they have to, um, like the pace is just so different. So interesting. Well, and I think it's the viewer. You recognize that it's expected of you to try to figure it out as it's going. Whereas in like a movie, I think we know it'll be resolved. Yes. Because it's like usually just like a one-off where with the series, it might not be resolved for like multiple seasons. So like you're trying to figure it out while it's happening. 100%. And there's not like cliffhangers in a movie. There will be a cliffhanger and then it's the next scene, like explaining what happened. Unless you're a Marvel. Yeah. I I was like, this doesn't apply to like a franchise. Yeah. Maybe that's why a franchise is that popular too. It's all about those cliffhangers. Great point. (sighs) <sighs> Lots to think about. Seriously. Can't wait to uh, 
do my dissertation on this. <laughs> oh man. Um Okay, well, um let's talk about Cruella. Yes, and I think not to jump the gun, but this is a movie that I think I liked more because I saw it in the theater. I How agree. How do you feel about that? You agree? Yeah, I also saw it in the theater and I think I think I liked it a lot more for all the same reasons that we've already talked about. Um forced to pay attention and was able to like recognize things that I probably wouldn't have recognized had I just been watching it on my little small TV. Mhm. I will say I was talking to a friend the other day who was going through my letterbox reviews and she was like, okay, didn't like Cruella. Got it. Cause I, cause I ranked it two and a half stars and I was like, no, I liked it. And she was like, the rating system does not make sense. And I was like, (laughs) you're right. It's very confusing. And like just seeing someone rank something two and a half stars out of five, you would think like, oh, they didn't like it. But I did, I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would have and thought it was entertaining. I don't think I'll ever watch it again. Mm-hmm. I think I just had really low expectations. Um, but, and something I noted in my letterbox review is that the camera like was shaking a lot and like it was yes. filmed like kind of bad. It was a strange, I- it was like, is this supposed to be like a stylistic choice? Cause it's really not working. It was weird. Yeah, I noticed that too. And it was like so shaky sometimes that it didn't seem like it was supposed to be shaky cam. It was like, oh, whoops, someone bumped the camera. It was weird. Yeah, it was distracting (laughs) Um, for sure. But yeah, I feel the same way. I think a lot of it was like, even though I, I think my rating, I think I gave it like three and a half. So pretty uh, kind review from me, I guess. (laughs) Three and a half stars. Um... I thought that all the promo for it was really not good. Like, the trailers and the posters felt very cringy to me. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't even want to see that. Not, I don't want to see it that bad. And then, like, I, I mean, I, I heard so many mixed reviews. Like, kind of, and, like, surprises, uh, people that were surprised that they enjoyed it for different reasons and stuff. And I was like, yeah, okay, I guess I'll see it. And, um, yeah, I think it's a total low expectations thing. Um, and it was definitely too long, but the parts that were fun were very, very fun. I thought that Emma Stone and Emma Thompson were both great. And, um, it's always fun when people seem like they're having fun making kind of a silly movie. And Mm -hmm. I thought that they both were like really game for it's like really um, over the top characters and over the top plot. And I felt like they, um, they just like brought enthusiasm and it was like, they made it work. I don't think if it were anyone else or like people that didn't, weren't so uh, talented and having fun, I don't think it would have worked at all, but they were both like very good. Um, yeah, I don't, I I don't even have like really that much else to say. I just thought, I thought it was like, I didn't think it was going to be worth watching. And I actually think it was worth one watch. It was fun. Agreed. I think it's worth a watch. Yeah. And it looks cool. Is it worth cool. the $30? Yes. 
Only if you split it at least with one other person, probably. Yeah. But also, I think you should see it in theaters. Yeah, I I agree. If that's if that's Go not an option. Go see it on a Saturday matinee. Oh, yeah. It's a steal of a deal. <laughs> I thought it looked really cool. The fashion was really fun. But the dogs were, like, CGI'd a lot of times. And I thought that was really weird. Even when it so was, like, just, like... It was like it's long. They were holding the dog in their arms. It was CGI'd. Yeah, I was like, why? That's sometimes the dogs did have to do things that like they went against like physics. So like you couldn't even train <laughs> a movie dog to do that. So it's like I get it, but it was just like you can't make them look any more real. Like they almost sometimes oh. the dogs looked as fake as the CGI dogs in the Glenn Close Hundred One Dalmatians. So like yeah, I I agree. It was like, have these people actually ever seen a dog move before? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was so weird. I was like, am I suddenly playing the video game Hundred One Dalmatians? Uh, yeah, and like um, there was a time where the dog's size kept changing, and it was really <laughs> bothering me. I did not notice that, but that made me. Maybe, do I need to watch it again and pay attention only to the dog sizes? It was like Emma Stone's dog, and like there was a time where like. She was holding the dog in its in her arms, and it was like longer than like it was falling out of both sides of her arms. And then there's another time where she was holding the dog, and it was like barely covering like one arm. It was so tiny. What? It was weird. That is wow. You got to add that to the bloopers list on IMDb. Seriously, <laughs> I'll submit it. Uh, um, but yeah, honestly, did I also expect Cruella the movie to pass the Bechdel test? with flying colors no i didn't and it really <laughs> did and that's cool so that Very was what cool. that was one of the things that convinced me that i that i wanted to see it i saw i saw some i don't remember which review someone's review but they were like it was actually fun to see like two women that are just super ambitious and love their careers and like that's what they care about and like they don't necessarily even hate each other i mean whatever they eventually do but uh, First, their rivalry is literally like a professional. They just want to be the best at their jobs. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. So, yeah, that's true. That's a great point. Love to see it. And it was pretty dark. So, like, I still am not totally sure that, like, children should watch it. But, like, I thought that made it fun and more interesting to me that it was a little bit darker and a little bit, like, shocking for, like, a Disney movie. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, like from the get go, it's like pretty. I if I saw it with that when I was a kid, I would probably be traumatized. But it's also a movie about a character that becomes a villain, so it should be dark. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good point. So, so yeah, well, you if you it. average our star scores, we average out to a three. So. Three out of five. Three out of five. Decent. And that's how that's how I would describe the movie. Pretty decent. Worth a watch. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> um all right. In the Heights is on HBO Max and also in theaters. Jordan and I saw it in theater and I loved it. I am not a big musical gal <laughs> and honestly didn't know like anything about it. Um, 
other than it was tied to Lin-Manuel Miranda. That's literally the extent of my knowledge. (laughs) And I loved every minute of it, basically. Yeah, I thought it was great. I almost was... This was, like, a time when I'd heard pretty much, like, unanimous good things. And so I was like, what if it doesn't live up to the hype, you know? But it really did. I thought it was extremely fun. And it was fun how many um really big dance numbers there are because sometimes in movie musicals like i love musicals but if there's like a long ballad scene i usually am bored and there really weren't that many long ballads at all like it's it's like a it's how long is it it's like two and a half hours of like really like upbeat fun songs and um yeah and they were like performed so well and there were so many uh people in so many of them and like the way it was shot was so uh, visually appealing, and I like couldn't stop thinking about like how much time and effort had to go into like literally every single shot. Yes, it was amazing. It really was. And um, when when you bring up how many characters there are, I feel like this is one of those times where there were so many characters, but I feel like I knew every character's name, and like I knew each character like kind of their plot like what they wanted their like hopes and dreams and I feel like I was able to keep that all straight and I feel like that is something that a lot of movies kind of struggle with a lot and Mm -hmm. um I feel like yeah it was like each character was very distinct from the next and I just think that is uh, harder to do than it looks yeah, I agree. I was worried at the beginning when they started introducing so many different storylines, but I think mm-hmm. they did a great job of keeping all of them interesting and equal as far as like time spent. Yes, totally. Um, something that I thought was interesting when I afterwards when I was going through it, the cast on IMDb because the the main the people in the cast that I knew previously it was i knew anthony ramos from hamilton um and i knew i knew jimmy smith's from star wars and um i knew stephanie beatrice from brooklyn 99 and i knew dasha polanco from orange of the new black and i was like wow so cool that there's so many like unknowns and i was like and then i was looking through everyone and i was like oh i'm just uninformed because Almost like all all these leads who were all like amazing singers and dancers, um, they're all like in a lot of other things. Like um, Benny Corey Hawkins is in Straight Outta Compton, and he and Black Klansman, mm-hmm. and um, Melissa Barrera who plays Vanessa, she is like one of the two leads in the show Vita, which is on Stars and is like critically acclaimed. Um, I don't have stars, so I've never seen it, but I've definitely heard of the show. And so I was just surprised. I was like, oh, like, I thought these were up-and-comers, like, old, strictly Broadway people. But mm-hmm. it's, like, actually very fun that these are up-and-comers, but from all these other projects, and they just happen to be able to, like, sing and dance like crazy. Yeah. I felt I had the same exact experience after stalking all of them on IMDb. I was very impressed. Yeah, it was like, sure shows me. I need to, like, branch out more with the stuff I'm watching. Um, 
I think that, again, like Cruella, this is one... I think it'll be enjoyable maybe if I feel like watching it again or like parts of it again on HBO Max. But I'm extremely glad I went to the theater to watch it. So this is another one. I agree. I think two movies that, yes, they're available on streaming, which is awesome. But I would say go to the theater. I agree. I... Um... Okay. Uh, crush of the week. Mine's Mark Anthony. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Who I l- did not recognize at all until I was looking at IMDb and I was like, oh my gosh. I even texted you. I was like, did you know that was Mark Anthony? And you were like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was. He was scary looking. He was so skinny. He was. I mean, he did a good job. Yes, Very he did. He did a great man. job. Um, but he is not my crush of the week. My crush of the week is Max Minghella. Um, Handmaid's oh, Tale. I couldn't not. Um, Handmaid's Tale wrapped up this season this week. And um, I'm going to say there's definitely some things I would change about how it and about the season finale and the season in general. But I actually really enjoyed it because it was finally different and they did exactly what I had been saying I wanted them to do as far as uh, uh, the storyline goes oh that is and it was really feeling. enjoyable I know and Nick slash Max Miguela has a lot of uh, screen time and everything he does is just chef's kiss I love him and I was really happy that how they uh took his character wow it's so almost... if you're on the fence maybe it's worth getting back into okay it is hard for me because the waiting to get to feeling like that is like excruciating you know but yeah who knows maybe i'll do it and supposedly i think the, the next season is the last season which i hope oh. is true but okay that's also good to know. Yeah. Um, it's hearing you say all that. It's almost like you secretly were this last season's like showrunner and making all the decisions. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you know who we need to get back in here every episode? Nick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Love it. My crush. I am going to go with the man of the hour. Anthony Ramos. Great um, answer. <clears throat> He was adorable, and um, I think for, like, he is the heart and soul of In the Heights. He's practically the narrator. Like, this is a huge job, and I feel like he um, felt, like, very natural as, like, the leading man who's, like, kind of at the center of all these characters' lives, and um, I thought he was amazing. Yeah, I agree. He was very hot, very cute, and very good at singing and dancing and acting. Mm-hmm. He did great. Yeah, I loved him. And it was funny, too, because, like, he's supposed to be kind of, like, uh, dorky and, like, a little awkward. And um, But then, like, in the group shots when they show him dancing i'm like he's an amazing dancer it's like almost like they mm-hmm. couldn't show him too much about how good at dancing he was because there's <laughs> no way you think this is an awkward person like he's just sexy like <laughs> yeah it's true um but yeah he was amazing well 
there you go. Two movies that you could technically watch from your couch, but we highly recommend you go to a theater and watch them. And it will feel great because movie theaters are truly the best and we need them in our lives. So hashtag save the theaters. <laughs> I don't know if that's a hashtag, but I'll make it one. It is now. Um. All right. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.